0: You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, Episode 159, Connecting Spiritually When You Don't Have Extra Time. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, my friends. I'm so very grateful that you are here with me today for an episode that is close to my heart and that I hope will reach mothers who need it. I don't often talk explicitly about my faith on 3 and 30 because it is very important to me that this podcast be for all mothers, regardless of their religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs. But I also try to show up here as the entirety of myself without holding back key parts of my soul, so I do sometimes share scripture verses or other religious insights that pertain to the parenting topics that we cover, and I feel great about that. I want to start off the episode by saying that regardless of what you believe about God or anything else, you are so welcome in this community. I want you to show up here as the entirety of yourself, and I hope that this episode will lead to takeaways for you, no matter your unique beliefs and perspectives. Throughout my life, my faith in God has always been absolutely central to my sense of identity and peace and purpose, but to be perfectly honest, in the three years since I started 3 and 30 my relationship with God has felt more and more distant because I've been busier than I've ever been in my life, and I just haven't prioritized seeking for daily connection with Him the way that I used to. This isn't something that I'm proud to admit, but I also believe that God understands and loves me anyway, and I am consciously working to bring back more spiritual connection into my life. This is why a recent comment on Instagram really resonated with me and it turns out it resonated with many of you as well. I asked the 3 and 30 community there if you could hear an episode of 3 and 30 about anything, what would it be? One wise mother left a heartfelt comment about spiritual disconnection and craving a closer relationship with God, and dozens of other women liked the comment and replied to it, sharing their agreement and their advice and ideas. Based on the big response to that comment, as well as my own personal yearning for more connection to God during this busy time in my life, I knew this was something I wanted to cover on the podcast, even though it's a bit outside the scope of what we usually talk about here. To set the stage for this interview, I want to read that comment from Instagram for you. Lindsay Leon wrote, quote, My biggest issue currently is feeling any kind of spiritual connection to God, to my own soul, anything. I think the busy noise of motherhood is making it hard for me to hear and feel the quiet Holy Spirit, plus the lack of peaceful alone time for meditation and prayer or scripture study, and I'll be honest, I'm so tired that all of that doesn't make it high on my priority list anyway. I've been reading a lot of articles and listened to several podcasts on the subject, but they all come from a well-meaning place of assuming that we are all totally able to dedicate more time and attention to spiritual practices if we want to. I'd love some ideas for feeling the spirit without the extra time and attention to give to it, because I'm certain that God loves me even when I don't have the time and energy. End quote. Yes, God loves you even when you don't have time and energy. And today on the podcast, I have a guest who's going to share three takeaways for nurturing your spiritual connection, even in your busiest seasons. Darla Trendler has been a podcaster for two and a half years, hosting the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, interviewing guests about their experiences learning to navigate motherhood by partnering with God. Now she's sharing on a new podcast, Spiritually Minded Women, helping Christian women embrace their personal and unique spiritual journey. Darla has been married to her husband, Tim, for 23 years, With two girls and two boys, ages 21 to 13, Darla's current stage of motherhood involves watching her children leave home, loving teenagers, and being her kid's biggest cheerleader. Darla is passionate about helping women gain confidence in their ability to hear and follow God's voice, and I can't wait to hear her takeaways today. Before we jump into the interview, it's a new month, which means I get to introduce a new sponsor, and this is one that I am so excited about. Our December episodes are brought to us by I Believe in Me. This is an online membership program for middle school age girls ages 11 to 13 to help them build strong minds and strong hearts. Middle school can be a particularly difficult time for girls as they navigate added academic and social pressures while they're also growing and changing physically and emotionally and trying to figure out who they are and their place in the world. I Believe in Me presents young girls with the right tools to have a happy and healthy middle school experience. As a parent, you purchase a monthly subscription for your daughter, and then she can log in each week to view the 15 to 20 minute lesson on an important life topic. Girls can easily navigate this online adventure on their own, or they can view the weekly lesson with a parent as episodes will spark discussions and questions about key topics for this unique time. Some episode topics include what to do when your feelings get hurt. How to react to failure, developing good morning and evening routines, cultivating gratitude, fighting against negative self-talk and thoughts, developing study skills, and so much more. I mean, doesn't this sound like exactly what you want your middle school girl to be learning about in a fun and engaging way? On top of these weekly 15 to 20 minute episodes about life skills, girls have access to a library of bloom videos, which are three to four minute tutorials on topics they might be really interested in right now, such as fashion, beauty, healthy lifestyle, and holiday fun. This would be a unique and incredibly meaningful holiday gift for your preteen daughter that will bless her with skills that will not only make her middle school experience more positive, but will enrich her social and emotional intelligence on into adulthood. I'm thrilled to partner with this organization, which is doing such important work for teenage girls, and I urge you to check them out at 3 and 30 podcastcom slash I believe in me. That's 3 and 30 podcastcom slash I believe in me, and I'll link that in the show notes. Speaking of gifts that you can give your children, please don't forget that the Flex of Gold Journal for Moms is now available to help you gather and focus on the beautiful moments within this crazy adventure of motherhood. You won't actually be giving this journal directly to your kids, so what do I mean when I say that this is a gift for your children? Well, you'll be giving them a gift if you purchase it for yourself because this journal helps you cultivate more gratitude and contentment in your daily life as a mom. Is there any greater gift you could give your children than a mom who is looking for the good in them? Grab a copy of this life-changing journal for yourself or another mom in your life at 3 and 30 podcastcom slash flexofgold. And thank you so much to all of you who have already purchased a copy and have supported this dream of mine. It really means the world. And now onto the show, here's my conversation with Darla Trendler, connecting spiritually when you don't have extra time. Darla, welcome to 3 and 30.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Rachel.
0: I am so excited to have you here and to talk about a topic that is so important to me and many other moms. And in some ways, I feel like it's like a bit of a departure from the parenting topics that I sometimes, that I usually cover, but in other ways, not at all, because this is really, if we are people of faith, this is often very central to how we parent and seeking God's connection within our parenting. And so I'm just so grateful that you're here to talk about this.
1: Well, this is what I love talking about. I love helping moms find that spiritual connection. So I'm very glad to be here.
0: Yes. And, you know, I read that question from Instagram to give us a little bit of context. So why don't you just jump in with your takeaways of how we can feel more connection to God, even when we're super busy moms?
1: Okay. So my first takeaway is just to set an intention that you want to have a relationship with God. Just set that intention. If you have to do it every day, if you do it weekly, whatever, that that is what you want to do. And there's so many ways that once you've set that intention, that you can just make having a spiritual connection a part of your everyday life. Mm. So I'll give you one example of someone that I know, Courtney Casper. She, she taught me through um, one of her study guides that she likes to think about Jesus every time she touches water throughout her day. Mm. So she has an intention that she wants to think about Jesus every time she touches water and think about as a mom, how many times you touch water. I mean, you're doing the dishes, you're um, washing your hands, you're bathing your children, showering yourself. Like every time she touches water, she thinks about Jesus. And that's not going to take you any extra time, but when you set that intention, you can incorporate that into your life. Yeah.
0: And I feel like that's so beautiful because there are so many symbols in scripture about water associated right. with Jesus and walking on water and baptism and the woman at the well that will never thirst when right. when we have Christ in us. So it's such a natural connection. But I love the idea of having a physical trigger that reminds you to think about God throughout the day, because it's so easy to just get busy and forget
1: it really is and i think i think it can be as simple as just a prayer in your heart at the beginning of the day that hey i want to recognize the moments that that i can feel you and so help mm-hmm. me to recognize those moments have a place in your home where you go like a designated spot maybe a chair in your living room or your bedroom or you know, just a spot where, you know, okay, this is where I can have a couple of minutes to myself. And, and I understand like as a busy mom, you may not feel like you even have that much time. I totally get that. I know for me, one of the things that I've done to set an intention is just, I've memorized scriptures or songs or quotes that have a spiritual meaning to me. And sometime throughout the day, I just think of that. For example, when I start to feel stressed and overwhelmed and like maybe my day it's going off the rails, it's not going how, how I want it. I have memorized a scripture, Psalms 118, 24. And it says, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hmm. And I think no matter what's going on in my day, I just take a step back and I I just think he created this day for me. And so hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him in and and just let him be there for me and know that this is exactly where he wants me to be right and I'm just gonna embrace it and go forward and you know this is the day the Lord hath made and I, I can't t- I probably think of that scripture every single day and that doesn't take me any time I mean I'm driving to pick up a kid from school I'm going grocery shopping I'm you know doing whatever and I can just pause and say you know what this is the day the Lord hath made and he made it for me. And I'm just going to rejoice and be glad in it no matter what's going on.
0: Yes. And what I love about that is it's another example of having a trigger, but it's an emotional trigger. When you feel stressed and you recognize the stress in your body and your mind, your trigger is I'll say the scripture, you know? So I feel like so often as moms, we associate those feelings as bad, but what a great reframe to be like, I'm so fortunate that I have this trigger that happens to me every single day that I feel stressed or impatient. And it reminds me to think about God or to think about the scripture. It brings me back to my values and my intention. Like you said, that we set that intention outright.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think it's just about being intentional and that, and intentional doesn't mean, okay, I have to spend an hour every day. It, it doesn't Mm. mean that, you know, it's just, okay, I've memorized this. And every time I feel this certain way, I'm going to think of this, Mm. or I want to read my scriptures. So I'm going to set them out by the kitchen sink where I know I'm going to be doing dishes the next morning. And they're right there. And I can look down and read a verse.
0: Yes. I love that idea of having a visible reminder that putting the scriptures where you'll see them. Right. And April Perry, who's been one of my mentors for a decade in all areas of my life. I remember her telling me when I was a young mom to keep multiple sets of scriptures. She's like, just get cheap scriptures, you know, and keep a set in your car, keep a set in the bathroom, keep a set on the kitchen table so that they're easy, The the activation energy is low, they're already there. You don't have to go find them. You just grab them. And she said, you know, if when you're waiting for your kids in the pickup line, instead of looking at your phone, if you have a little set of scriptures right there, grab that. So I love the idea of having more than one Bible in different areas of your
1: life or different places in your home. Totally. And and I've done that like, I'm old, so we haven't always had the access to scriptures on our phone. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't always had a smartphone when my, my second son, he's in college now. So this was a long time ago. He was in pre-K and it was like one of those pickup lines where you had to get there like a half hour early, you know, mm-hmm. yes. and so I would line up in the line cause I had to get to another school to pick up my older child. And, you know, it was like crazy. And I put this little mini set of scriptures in my glove compartment of my car And instead of turning on talk radio or music, I would just pull that out and I would read in my car and I knew that it was there and, you know, it was a time when I wasn't doing anything else and I just pulled it out. So, yeah, I think just like you said, having those little triggers for you because I had those scriptures in my car, I could pull them out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned smartphones because I do think that has fundamentally changed the way that we spend our attention and I'm as guilty, I'm probably more guilty than mm-hmm. most moms listening where I say I'm so busy that I don't have time to do this and I'm like, "Well, you're still finding time to do Instagram." Right. So it it's a little bit of like tough love on myself to say, you know, you can carve out time for what matters to you. It might just require having the intention clear in your mind so that you know that when you get a second, you're first going to go and do these things that strengthen your soul. And then you can go to social media or other things.
1: Yes. I've tried that. Like the first thing I do when I pick up my phone in the morning is go to scripture first Mm. and read something before I start scrolling, before I start checking my email. And I'm not perfect at it. <laughs> right. You know, totally not. You know, you could put like a screensaver on your phone to remind you or, you know, something. But again, it's just setting that intention that this is what I'm going to do. Yes,
0: that's beautiful.
1: So, what's your second takeaway? Okay. So, my second takeaway is one that I feel really passionate about, and it's to reimagine what prayer looks like. Okay, so a lot of times, especially in a Christian faith, the first thing that you think about connecting with God is you think about prayer. And probably all of us, we were taught how to pray by our parents or in church or growing up. And it's kind of this one way, like you have to kneel down and you fold your arms and all of this stuff. And I think that's great. But I think that we can reimagine prayer and to fit it in with not only our busy days, but also our personalities and the Mm -hmm. way that we can commune with God because I think he comes to us in a way that makes sense to us. Mm. And the way that he comes to me might be totally different than the way he comes to you. And I can connect with him in a way that makes sense to me. Mm. Right. So, so, so get out of the box of thinking that, you know, I have to be in a certain place and folding my arms and bowing my head to have it be prayer. You can pray anytime you can have him with you at any time. So, I know I have a lot of friends that I people that I've interviewed on my podcast or people that I know that I've talked to who have all different kinds of ways of praying. Like I have one friend who drives around in her car and she's by herself and she imagines that Jesus is sitting in the seat next to her and that mm-hmm. she's talking to him like like he's her friend, which he is, right? And mm-hmm. she just talks to him and she tells him what's going on and you know just imagines that he's just a friend sitting in the seat next to her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one way or Another friend that goes out on a walk every morning and moving her body and talking, you know, something about moving her body. I personally have heard lots of other people's ideas and kind of morphed it into my own. And I have a prayer journal. And so what I do is on Sunday, I get out that little journal and I write out things I'm grateful for from the week. And then I write my questions or things that I feel like I need to pray for. And again, this is like kind of setting an intention, like here's what I want to pray for. And I pull that journal out a few times a week. I'm not going to say every day because I don't, but I pull it out and it kind of, before I pray, I kind of refocuses me, right? Yes. Now the kicker is that on Sunday, when I go to write for the next week, I go back and look and I see, say, okay, how has God answered me with these things that I was concerned about or questions that I have? And I just go and jot a little note down and something about the writing of it. It goes back to the first takeaway. It gives me an intention Mm. and it just helps me to focus my prayers. Yeah. And it's changed everything for me. Mm-hmm.
0: And you're someone that is like me. I imagine you. You are more of a writer. Yes. Like that's how God speaks to you. Is I've always been a writer. I've always been a journaler. Although that has also gone by the wayside in the last few years since starting three and thirty. Yeah. Uh, so I and I do think those things are connected. Like I felt disconnected from God, but I also haven't been journaling. And so maybe as I bring that back into my life, that that hobby that has always really resonated with my soul then God will be able to speak more clearly to me through that hobby. And maybe it's music for some people. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. hiking. Whatever it is, he'll speak to you in in the way that he knows he can reach you that fits with your personality. And this reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from the movie version of Anna Green Gables when... Marilla is making her memorize scripture and, and Anne says, I'll do it because you want me to. But if I really wanted to pray, I would go out into a great, big, beautiful field and I would just feel a prayer. And it's kind of humorous because Mm -hmm. it's so her, she's so dramatic. And she's so, when she says it, I would just feel a prayer, but you know what? It's true that that is the way that Anne would pray because that fits her. And that's how God would connect with her.
1: Totally. Yes. I love that. I, I really think God will come to you in a way that makes sense. One thing I talk about a lot on my podcast and uh, is throw out the checklist. Like there isn't a checklist that you have to live by to be close to God. Right? Yes. You know, yes, there are things that we can do definitely, but there's no checklist. Like what works for me doesn't work for someone else. Mm -hmm. and I love hearing other people's ideas because they give me, you know, they spark something for me, but I don't have to do it exactly the way that they do it. I might take their idea and, and use it in a way, you know, that works for me. Like someone might hear, Oh, Darla does a prayer journal. Well, I kind of like that idea, but I'm going to do it this way. And I, I just think, you know, gather ideas, ask your friends, how do you pray? What Mm -hmm. do you do? But I just, but don't think that it takes a ton of time to connect with God. It can be done on the go, in your busy life, just do something to bring him in. Yes.
0: I thought about how I interviewed BJ Fogg uh, several months ago. He is a professor at Stanford who's studied behavior design for the last 25 Mm -hmm. years. I mean, he's essentially studied habit formation and he teaches a methodology called tiny habits where it's A, B, C. You have an anchor, you you have a behavior, and then you celebrate. And I'll put that in the show notes if anybody's interested in hearing. But I've thought about how that could be applied to even spiritual habits. Your anchor is when I get out of bed in the morning, like when my feet hit the ground, your behavior is I will say a one-line prayer like or a one-line, like I thought of the affirmation Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, or it's going to be a beautiful day. And then you celebrate. He says that's important. You congratulate yourselves, essentially, and say, yes, I did it. I'm building that connection with God. I don't think I've ever considered that one sentence could count as a prayer, but it totally can. You know, so
1: absolutely.
0: when your feet hit the ground and you say, dear Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for this day, like you've prayed that like you prayed today, you know, and, and you can do that even if your kids woke you up and you're rushing, you know, you can do mm-hmm. that on a slow morning when you get out of bed and your feet hit the ground and you stretch and you thank him. But even if your kids are screaming and you jump out of bed, your feet hit the ground and you say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. It's going to be a great day. You know, that's yes. doesn't matter how busy you are as a mom. You can say a prayer like that. And obviously choose something that resonates with your soul and your relationship with God, but it can be tiny and it still counts as a prayer.
1: I totally agree. I just, I just think we need to let go of the expectations and the checklists and, and just, just know that, that you're, you're enough and that what you can offer is enough. Yeah, It doesn't mean, you know, that you can't learn and grow and, and get to a place where you can do more, but do what you can do right now. And it it's enough.
0: Yes. And I do feel like that leads perfectly into yes. your third takeaway. So what is
1: that? Okay. My third takeaway is remember that God wants to be close to you. He's not trying to find ways to push you away. He's not trying to punish you. He's not trying to say, oh, you're not good enough for me. He is right there and he wants to pull you in close one of the things I've, I've said recently on my own podcast is that he wants to be intimate with you. I mean, think about the word intimate. Like Mm -hmm. we, you know, we reserve that word for like our closest relationships. That's the kind of relationship that we can have with God. It can be intimate. And he wants that. He's Mm -hmm. not trying to disqualify us. He's not saying, oh, you didn't say a five minute prayer today. Forget it. I'm out. He's not saying that. Like, that is so, so crazy. Yeah. But you can just be you and you can use what he's created you with, you know, your talents, your gifts, your skills to worship him. Mm,
0: To worship. I love that word. To really worship. To not just complete the checklist, like you were talking about earlier. And I, something that's helped me a lot is to reframe and remember that I'm building a relationship, not completing a checklist. Right. And in relationships, when you are building friendships with people, my closest friends, my sisters, they're people that I can check in with really quick. I can call them and say, Hey, I'm driving to get Noah and I just have five minutes, but I wanted to tell you about this thing. And they're not going to say, well, if you don't have an hour to talk to me, then it's not worth my time and you're not a good friend. Like those quick check-ins totally build relationships. In fact, I feel closer to my friends that I often have quick check-ins with than my friends that I go for a year without talking to. And then we talk for an hour, you know? And so it can be similar with God where he wants us to have those quick check-ins and to tell him how our day is going. And he's not sitting there with a stopwatch saying, you didn't devote enough time to me today.
1: Not at all. I think that's such a good example of thinking about the relationships that we have and the people that we feel connected with. It can be the same with him. Yes. He totally understands the season that you are in. Mm-hmm. And and you can also have hope that you're not gonna be in the same season forever. Yes. Like yes. if you're feeling that busy, stressful, like kids everywhere crawling all over you, it's not gonna last forever. I've been a mom for 21 years and I've been through all kinds of seasons now. I'm in a new season of trying to parent adult kids and, and I have six hours a day to myself, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't last forever. And, and there will be times if you are craving something more that you'll have that time, but he understands the season that you're in Mm -hmm. and and he gets it. He really gets it.
0: And he, I feel like, and he consecrates it, you know, it's like, like we, what we give him is enough. He values our offering as mothers or whatever we can give, he understands it and he will bless it and, and strengthen it.
1: And, and I will say too, you know, if this is not to say don't ever carve time out for him. Just do, you know, do it all on the fly. Cause I think I know in my life and I've seen it, there's, he has a way of being able to multiply what I can do. Right. So mm-hmm. when I have carved out time for him first, when I put him first over social media, and I have said, I want to be a follower of you before I'm a follower of anybody else. And I've carved out that time for him, even though it feels like I don't have the time. He has power in my life to give me the ability to do more in my life.
0: Mm, Absolutely.
1: I went through a time probably like a year ago in my life where I'm doing my podcast and I'm, you know, got these teenagers that are busy and, you know, I'm going all over the place for them and running two businesses and all the things that I'm trying to do in my life. And I kept feeling like, uh, I probably need to eliminate something. I and I kept praying, okay, what do I need to get rid of in my life? And I got the answer over and over and it finally like crystallized in my mind. And he was saying to me, I don't want you to eliminate anything. You are doing mm. good things. And come to me and I will help you and I will multiply your efforts. You mm. know, put me first. And so I I did that and I got through that crazy time and accomplished so much and You know, you're going to look back and go, how did I do that? Well, it was because of him, because Mm -hmm. you're putting him first.
0: Yes, yes. And I and I also love you've reminded me often that he uses your gifts. He created you the way that you are. And using your gifts is a form of worship. And yes, I feel that way, even with when I think about how busy I've been with three and 30, and I, I feel some guilt and shame around I've let this relationship go in the traditional way that I used to nurture that relationship. But then I've sort of felt this like whispering saying, are you kidding? Like you've been ministering to moms. You've been doing the work that I wanted you to do. Do I want you to still prioritize connection with me daily? Yes, I do. And that's something you can work on. But don't discount what you've been offering because that's a form of worship too.
1: Yes. And especially as a mother, I mean, you're mothering his, they're his children, you're mothering yes. them and being there for them. And, and that is a form of worship. I also think, you know, we were talking about using our gifts and our talents and our skills and all of that. One of the things that I love to do in my life is work out and I work out every day. It's just mm-hmm. like something that I love. I've been doing CrossFit for eight and a half years. So I'm doing hard things, lifting heavy weights and doing all that. And that to me is a connection to God. I feel mm-hmm. him when I'm in a hard workout And I can say, thank you for this body that you gave me, that I can do this. Mm. And I walk out of the gym and I feel more connected to him. And I always just say a prayer when I'm in my car, driving home from the gym and and say, you know, thank you for giving me a body that, that allows me to do this. He created me. And so I, you know, I bring in something that I love to do to work out. I can bring him into that. And I feel closer to him when I've used the creation that he gave me and the something that I love.
0: Yeah. I mean, even a hard workout is a form of prayer. It sounds like, (laughs) you know, It, it it is
1: for me. And I know that sounds really weird, but when I, when I've used something that he gave me, then that's a way for me to worship him and to say, thank you.
0: Yes, yes, and another thing that's really helped me as a mom feel more connected to him is um, noticing and recording um, yes. the moments when you know he has used a friend to bless me, or he. I've felt like I've been given words to say that were just the right thing to my children, and I'm like, where did that wisdom come from? You know, yeah. Uh, to actually notice and record those things and remember them strengthens my relationship with him. And I was actually a guest on your podcast. And I'll link that in the show notes, talking about my experience adopting Noah and all of the spiritual experiences that I had during that experience. And it was so powerful for me to prepare for that episode and relive and remember all of these moments that really testified to the fact that God is aware of me, especially because I wasn't and have been the last few years. Like I said, I was in A little bit of a low place with my own spirituality and so having the opportunity to review those things and then to share them and talk about them was so powerful for me and so i think as moms carving out the time to remember and record the ways that he's blessed you can really like enliven your faith and your hope again
1: oh i think the word remember is so powerful I love that. And, you know, I'm sure sometimes we experience things in our lives and we don't see him there. But then we look back and we go, wow, he was right there. Yes. So I think it is important to record those things, even little things. Like I was in a habit when I was a young mom of just like writing down little ways that I saw him. And I remember one time one of my kids dropped a gallon of milk out of the fridge (laughs) and it didn't break. (laughs) Yeah. And I, because I was in that habit of remembering, I I just like said a little prayer. I'm like, thank you. Like I had just mopped my floors. I don't have to remop my floors. And thank you for that little way that you blessed me today. Yes. Like that gallon of milk didn't break. And that might seem so trivial, but it meant a lot to me. You yes. know, as a frazzled mom, like I didn't have to remop my floor. And
0: yes. And some people could say like, oh, that was just a coincidence. And maybe it was. But what is the harm in remembering God through every little thing that goes right in your life. And one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8 when he talks about all things work together for good for those who love God and consecrate. Oh, I love that one. I am a very strong believer that God doesn't necessarily make bad things happen to us or to the world, but that he can use those things for good. And so you can look at whatever's going on in your life, whatever hard things, what trials, hard day and just How has God used it for good and and believe that he has and don't just discount it as a coincidence, but say he really is using these small things in my everyday life for my good and to teach me and then record those things in some way, even if you can't sit down and journal for an hour, like even just a quick note in your phone of these little reminders. And I'm actually releasing a journal that I have been developing that I think will really help moms to notice these what I call flecks of gold in their motherhood. And it's a great way that I've been able to record those and remember them. And it takes two minutes or less per day. And so I'm super excited to release that resource that I hope will help moms to see his hand more in their life.
1: Oh, I love that. That is so good. I agree with you. He doesn't like create all these bad things in our life, but he can take whatever is going on. I like the scripture from Isaiah that says he can create beauty from ashes. Yes. Yes. You know, whatever is going on. And and that, you know, ties back to the scripture that I always say to myself in Psalms that this is the day the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, no matter... know what is going on. But he really can take those things and just make them beautiful. I love that you're helping us remember that with your journal. That is so exciting. I'm so excited. It's a
0: project I've been thinking about for years and it's finally happening. So That is
1: amazing. Very
0: exciting. Well, Darla, thank you so much for coming on and sharing these takeaways. And I think just reminding us of God's love for us and his eagerness to be with us and to Strengthen us through all the ups and downs of motherhood. If people listening want to learn more from you, where should they start?
1: I have my Instagram account is Spiritually Minded Women and I also have a podcast by the same name. My target audience is Latter-day Saint Women. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about how your journey on the path is your own journey. And there's things that we have to do to return to our heavenly home, but but you can have your own journey and you can embrace who you are and who he created you to be on that journey. I also have a, a freebie that I'm offering to anyone. And this is very non-denominational, just Christian-based. It's a five ways to reimagine prayer. And it's a free email course. And there's videos with different people who have thought about prayer in different ways just to give you some ideas, like I said before, to spark some ideas for you about how you can reimagine prayer and get out of a rut and really be able to connect with God. So Rachel, I'll just have you put that link out there in your show notes and yes. you can go and check that out.
0: Yes. And I'm so excited about that resource. Darla gave me a little sneak. She told me a little bit about it before we started recording. And there's going to be former guests of the podcast that are going to be on in that resource, talking about the ways that they pray. The women I deeply respect, and I know this is going to richly bless women's lives. So thank you for putting that together and for all of the work that you're doing to strengthen women's faith and belief that God cares about them.
1: Oh, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to share about it.
0: I hope this conversation with Darla gave you so much hope and inspiration to work on your relationship with God, if that's something that's important to you, by treating your efforts to connect with him, not as a checklist that makes you feel burdened or pressured or guilty, but as an opportunity to check in with an intimate friend who wants you to feel supported, cherished, and comforted. I love Darla's concrete and actionable tips on this. And here's a quick recap of those. First, set an intention to be closer to Him, and then do small things to remind yourself of that intention. I love the suggestion of using everyday moments within motherhood as triggers, such as every time you touch water, think of Him. Every time your feet hit the ground in the morning, say a one-sentence prayer. Or every time you feel overwhelmed throughout the day, recite a memorized scripture verse to help you reframe the moment. Second, reimagine what prayer looks like and embrace that God wants to communicate with you in the ways that fit your unique personality, gifts, and passions. You might pray through your writing, painting, enjoyment of music, workouts, cooking, or mothering. Try out different forms of prayer in your life and see what helps you to feel close to the divine. Don't discount those things just because they don't look like a traditional prayer. You can talk to God wherever you are. And third and finally... Remember that God wants to be close to you. He's not trying to push you away. And I would argue that anything that makes you feel like he's pushing you away is not from him. He loves you. He understands the season you're in. He accepts your efforts, however meager they feel to you. And he wants to be close to you. My friends, December is a holy month for a lot of different religions around the world and an opportunity to think more about our connection with God and his gifts in our lives. I hope this episode will help you draw nearer to him in this holiday season, and I hope you have a beautiful and peaceful week with your family.